I am really, really happy to welcome uh, just another wonderful member of the member of the Warrior family. And I do mean family because everyone that I have spoken with, they are a family. They they text, they root for each other. They're still together, even though they haven't been shooting for almost what? It's definitely been at least a year and a half, but it's been getting close to two years now. And yes, we all have our fingers crossed that there will be seasons three and four and five and six. I'll shut up and welcome to the program, Dustin Gwen. Welcome, Dustin. Thank you, Alan. Thank you for, for having me. Uh, it's it's my pleasure. And um, I, you know, hello to everybody on our Facebook groups. Love you guys. Uh, I, I know I've, uh, I haven't uh, talked to you in a little while, but uh, here we go again. And uh, hopefully we'll get more people on from Warrior for you to have these conversations. So, uh, Dustin. Uh, first time I think I saw you was uh, was actually with Brandon Lee uh, as as uh, in the rapid fire as it uh, relates to you know your Bruce Lee connection which uh, which has come in and out of your life uh, at least three times that I can count on I know it's probably more than that so that's the first time I saw you and then I saw you in uh, you know bits and pieces after that um, I didn't watch 21 Jump Street growing up because I came to the United States a little later. So it wasn't a part of my growing up process. I know a lot of people know you from there, but Warrior is is how I got reconnected uh, with you. It's one of my favorite shows. You know that uh, everybody else watching knows that as well. Uh, let's jump into uh, Warrior, but then I want to come back to your life and how you got to Warrior. But to satisfy the thirst for everybody who's watching Warrior right now, who misses uh, everything that's Warrior related. Let's spend a little time there. So you get to play a really juicy uh, uh, character, Zing. He's a really, really interesting guy. People don't know what to think of him or where he's coming in or what you know his agendas are. And you want to like him because for as brutal as he is, he's very likable. So it's that interesting combination. When you get approached uh, by, uh, by Justin and um, uh, by Jonathan, did they tell you a lot about uh, Zing, or did they say, hey, we have some ideas, you're not going to do a ton in uh, season one, but we'll do a lot more in season two? What was the approach? Actually, that's, that's precisely that. You know, it's, um, it's like uh, um, they, they had already started filming season one when, when Justin Lin approached me. Um, so, so Justin said, you know, we, we have this idea for this character who's sort of the, the antagonist. And, wants to introduce him in the first season and and you know he doesn't have a lot to do um and uh, but in the second season you know he'll be an important part of of the uh, um you know stirring up conflict and yeah. uh, and and that's basically what what I uh, knew about Zing you know for me it wasn't so much important as I'm sorry I don't I just want to make sure I get this uh of course attached the cord attached it wasn't so much of uh like you know is it a big role or is it you know how much screen time am i gonna have and all that i was i was uh, uh very much uh um take my interest in terms of it being the idea that bruce lee had sort of been trying to get off the ground and and how you know it sort of came to justin's hand through shannon and all that and so it's the idea of joining uh, a project that I I was gambling, if you will, or, or I was predicting that has a really high chance of uh, being done with integrity and uh, and possibly uh, create um, a, a, a pretty strong interest uh, in terms of the subject matter and at the same time be quite entertaining. And so you know and i didn't read any script or anything like that i mean you know the fact that justin uh, is involved and and then he arranged a meeting for me uh, over um, i was in vietnam at the time over a virtual uh, or skype or something with uh, jonathan choper mm -hmm. who as you well know by now is, is the show day-to-day -day showrunner and um i just had a, a, a very wonderful talk with Jonathan, he was just so gracious and 
and just generous and every, you know, he's basically just like, you know, we really would love it if you come on the show is this character. And I'm kind of like, that's it. You know, I don't need to read script or anything like that. And, um, and that's kind of how I got started. Um, and then, and as we, as we move along, of course, into towards the end of season one, um, well, before I came on, uh, in all fairness, I did say to Justin, I said, look, uh, you know, you, you know, I direct now and, and, and I would love to uh, be considered uh, to direct some of the shows, you know, down the road. Should we go second season or whatever? And and so uh, so I kind of like sort of put that out there, you know, with, with very realistic um, thoughts, because I know that these kind of things where, you know, the network in this case, HBO has. They have their own list of directors that are uh, tried and chewed and so on. And so, I, um, but anyway, I, so I came on and um, and it's exactly what what I thought it is. You know, now I didn't have a lot of expectations in terms of what kind of people I'm going to be working with um, because you just you know you show up to to work. But it was so pleasant to get there and meet such a you know, a great group of people. Now they, you know, everybody was gelling already by the time I arrived, and uh, and and I just felt really welcomed and um, and just got into it. And, and, and next thing you know, we we did season two, and uh, beginning of season two, you know, Jonathan said, well, look, you know, I like to give you an, an episode to direct, you know, and uh, we just got to try to work it out in the writing where. I'm not acting, you know, and it's conflicting with you direct. Actually, you know, it's not just the episode you're directing; it's it's the previous prep time and all of that. And so they were able to to, to work it out. And in the end, I was just I was just thrilled. Yeah, and uh, yeah, episode six was the one that you directed in season two. Uh, wasn't that the last episode shot after everybody that uh, unless they were a part of this, everybody wrapped? Uh, I think you had an injury at that time, and you were still yeah. shooting. You. Know, episode six and then everybody was done so that was the last thing that anybody has done in warrior that's it wrap yes it, it was you know i, I think a, a lot of it had to do with the logistics uh that yeah. i was just mentioning uh where you know because typically the what we call the standalone uh episode you know in season one they had episode five and then in yep. season two episode six where a few uh, integral characters would uh, would go away from San Francisco, and the rest of the cast basically get to go home. And you know they put it at the end of the season, uh, uh, wisely so, because you don't want people sitting around uh, who are not in this episode and with nothing to do. And then of course that's the episode that that Zing is not in, right? And uh, and so it works out great. And but I I did. Uh, uh, tore my knee up pretty good uh, um, towards the end of uh, my fight with Joe Taslin uh, in episode five. I know, oddly enough, it, it actually worked out because it was episode five, yeah. Well, luckily for us, you know, after that, Zing goes to, goes to, goes to jail <laughs> and yep. there's no more fighting and anything like that. And, uh, and, and and I believe Joe kind of tweaked his his knee as well. Not not to the degree that I did with mine, but but yeah, I mean I was it was a situation it was really a bummer, Alan, because I was like, oh man, you know I'm limping around now, and and uh, you know every the schedule is locked in. Of course, I don't want to miss out on on all the some prep that I've done for episode six, and I just figure you know not to try to be a hero or anything, but I just kind of wrapped up my knee, and I I can't get it operate it you know right away because it would mean yeah. that i'd be out of commission so basically yeah i just kind of hobbled along on it for another month or so and uh, and finish uh episode six and um and had the greatest time and had the, the time of my life yeah it's it's definitely again it's it's one of my favorite episodes uh all the you know homage to uh, to bruce lee's enter the dragon but it was just, it was a great episode for many, many reasons. And uh, then to find out, because I didn't know, obviously, while, while watching that you were injured, but then to find out kind of the background of what happened, I'm like, oh, okay, talking about a real warrior of, uh, of having to do it on a, on a banged up knee. Yikes. You know, um, it, it's, um, 
it, it's one of those things again where you just you just so I was so into what was going on. You know, there were days when I was on set. The thing about knee injury is, you know, it hurts like hell when you you know, and then after a week or two when the swelling goes down, um, you can actually you know hobble around decently as long as you don't put a lot of pressure on it or especially side of side motion. So you, I kind of forget that I actually have this knee injury until, you know, moments. And there were a few of those where I get so excited about something. And, and when I'm, you know, direct, I love to be on my feet a lot, you know, and interacting with the actors is very important to me. And, 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 and you jump up or, you know, you go too fast and your knee buckle and you, oh, God, you know, and then, the, you know, Andrew or Tobin, or, you know, Jason and Chen and Maria, oh, God, you know, watch out for your knee. And, and uh, you know, other than those moments, you know, you just so swept up with the with the fun of it. Um, uh, yeah. And, and, you know, the other option was the producer was going to have somebody kind of push me around on, on a wheelchair, which was not an mm. option for me. No, uh, no. <laughs> it, it, yeah. it would do dishonor to Zing. <laughs> I think so. But as a as a martial artist, because you are a martial artist, so as a martial artist, doing an episode and directing an episode where you're paying homage to Bruce Lee's Enter the Dragon, you have real fighters in there in addition to everybody else. You know, the I I'm not a real fighter. I have martial arts background, but I would want to you know get in there and just uh, and do something. And to have a knee injury at that time must have sucked. Oh, it was killing me, you know, because, I mean, you know, I'm not a macho guy or anything, but, you know, when you're around all of that, like you said, you know, <laughs> you just want to get involved, too, you know? I mean, it's, it's right. we have so much fighting, as you, you know, people who are fans of the show, you know, goes without saying, but this particular episode, we're just thrilling because again wanted to homage to enter the dragon in our own ways but it's the one episode where the you actually can put different styles of yeah. martial arts into the story mm -hmm. and it and it makes sense so where does it feel for us right i mean versus if you're in san francisco chinatown like the other episodes and all of a sudden you got a capriello guy showing up it's it's like hey, come yeah. On, you know? no. yeah but so in this case i was very excited when I found out that I was going to do this episode because, and then of course, you know, I started to think of, you know, I was like saying to Brett, you know, and man, you know, I know we're limited on funds, you know, because by the time they get to my episode, there's like no money left. Right. And, and we've gone through just about every great fighter slash stunt slash actor. I mean, we recycle them so much in season one and two with, various disguises that we you know i actually got a list from makeup and wardrobe department especially makeup uh where they just had names was like look you cannot reuse these guys anymore i mean we just don't know what else to do with them you know except for giving mm -hmm. them a third eye um and uh so it was, it was very challenging and you know and, and i was i was you know the one thing i said to brad i said look i i don't know how we're going to do it. I don't care if we have to move the budget around. I need to have a Caparella yeah. martial artist in this environment, you know? So when you kind of think of all these various forms of martial arts that hasn't been introduced uh, from a, uh, you know, uh, uh, for the fans for one. And then two, I think it was an important episode in terms of the journey, Assam's journey as, as a fighter and how he, uh, has to sort of uh, adapt and evolve, you know, in San Francisco, he beat, you know, when he fights somebody, the, the best that comes up against him is our boxers and street fighters and, and, and you know, like uh, uh, Leong, you know, who's an extremely good martial artist, but it's, you know, in this tournament, it's the first time that he has to sort of, you know, as Bruce Lee says, you know, flow with it and, and adapt to various uh, opponents and and hopefully um, grow from that, uh, evolve as a martial artist. So there's, there's that element that we wanted to keep in, in the episode. So you, you have to have them go up against various um, opponents. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really interesting because again, uh, as the director, uh, because you're being a martial artist, uh, you know, being in a lot of martial arts films, knowing a lot of the other martial arts films that are around. 
you also don't want to do anything that was already done in you know the quest or bloodsport or any of the other kind of homages to uh, to bruce lee and uh it's it's a difficult thing to uh, to play with but what you did really well in that episode among other things is you finally see Assam uh being a little worried because usually when he fights you know it's only in a few places where he's worried you know leon was one uh, he obviously uh, uh, had to really kind of uh, uh, worry about, you know, Dean Jagger, uh, hey Dean, if you're watching, uh, that fight. But this is the only other time where I saw that he's like, ooh, okay, I don't know about this. And you're seeing that in his eyes. I love that because it's the growth of the character, as you're mentioning, of he has to adapt, he has to adjust, he has to get to that next level. It was really good to see. Well, I'm glad you appreciate it. You know, it's always nice mm -hmm. to to hear from people and from the fans who who see these these nuances. And um, you know, in the end, uh, as one of the things that I I always repeat that I'm very proud of Warrior is, you know, I think we do a fairly good job delivering the martial arts, but it's it's the it's the drama and the characters. And, the, and I think that is important. And, and, you know, yes, it's an homage to End of the Dragon, in this case with episode six. But, you know, if you're not, if you don't, by this time, certainly, if you don't care about, you know, certainly um, uh, uh, the characters like Assam and, uh, and Vega and that relationship that they have, um, then the episode is nothing but just a bunch of fighters uh, fighting, you know. So um, what was very important to me from, from the get-go, I mean, the action, you know, not to sound, come off sounding, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, complacent, I think. I, I never was worried so much about the action. Uh, I mean, you know, there are challenges, like I mentioned, logistically speaking, but, you know, I was very concerned that if we don't, if I don't deliver on the relationship uh, with Assam and Vega, uh, people who have seen the episode obviously know what I'm talking about, how it ended and, and the impact it has on Assam's journey, not only as a martial artist, but as a, as a, as a man for, for the first time, possibly connect with somebody that kind of on his level and make some things yeah. about things. And so that, that was, to me, that was something that I could not, if I failed to deliver that, you know, then I, then I failed. Uh, you're right. No, it's, it was very powerful. And uh, I unfortunately knew that something bad was going to happen. Uh, so it was it was not as much of a surprise as it probably was to people who were not expecting it. Uh, I, I interviewing people, you know, a few things. And, uh, you know, this was one of those moments where I'm like, yeah, I know. Oh, Oh, that's what's gonna. Okay, bad. Okay, so it's, it's one of those things. But you know, uh, it was really, really, really well done. And uh, going back to you know just the last piece of uh, of the episode six, the fight and just you know one kick uh, that ended the, one of the fights. Uh, it reminded me really of the uh, of the Indiana Jones moment of that you know kind of stare down and the gun and you're done and turn around. Uh, it was it was that kind of a moment where there is enormous amount of buildup and you know that something is going to happen and then you go different. It was very very enjoyable. Cool, cool. Well, you know yeah. the predictable thing, the, the predictable thing to do, and not that it's a bad thing to do, was to have the you know Mike Bisman and Andrew Koji duke it out. I mean, you know, this is like the one chance we have like Mike Bisman on the show, right? Yep. And and. And again, like I said, there's nothing wrong with that, but I think it was just really smartly handled by the by the writers. And you know, and, and Jonathan was very clear to me that that uh, um, there's a purpose around that that one hit uh, 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 that ended the fight um, because again, because you know, not that we're short of fights in this episode. I mean, the, after that, I mean, there's so many fights that. Okay, so you're gonna you know you're gonna deliver another good fight for sure, but you know it's one of it's one of the many in the episode. So you know what is the maximum dramatic value that you can get out of this kind of a situation? And 
So, so in the, I'm glad you appreciate it because I'm, you know, there might be some people who, oh man, you, you know, you have my Bisping and you don't, you don't take advantage of it. Uh, um, so, so yeah. Um, it was, it was, uh, again, the, so many enjoyable fights and me as, as a martial arts guy, I, I loved every part of it, but you know, that was very, uh, dramatic for me. Chen's, uh, you know, boot, uh, boots fight. That was, that was wonderful. I enjoyed that tremendously. That whole episode is just, I'm telling you, it's one of my favorite episodes. Uh, even if you didn't direct it, it would still be one of my favorite episodes. Um, so the interesting thing for me is that, you know, you've directed an episode and as a director, you have a different way of analyzing characters. You care about, you know, I need to make sure that Assam, uh, we show his growth and we show all of the things with Assam. We show this, we show that. Zing is coming back. Uh, yes, I am not bringing anything. I don't know anything, but there has to be a season three, four or five. Zing is getting out of jail. We know that. So now as an actor playing Zing, because you can put the director's hat aside, but you're still in an environment where you already analyze and you care about other characters. As an actor, does that ever enter, you know, move from the subconscious to the conscious of you caring about the people in the scene when you're not supposed to care about the people in the scene as Zing? Well, I mean, obviously, uh, I haven't done this yet where I'm, I'm actually acting, yeah. in this case, being and directing at the same time. Yep. Because I've done that with other, with other films. Uh, it's not something you want to do. No. But uh, so, so to answer your question, no, because, you know, in this case, when I'm acting, when I'm when I'm being zing, then I'm, I just focus on that, of course. So I don't really think much about character development. I mean, my own character, yes, but um, other characters and all of that. Not that I need to, because first of all, it's wonderfully written, and then and then all of the actors, as you well know, on the show are, are more than, than well prepared and, and seasoned um, performers. So they they bring to it, you know. So when I'm doing zing, I'm just I just worried about my, you know, uh, not worried, but I just pay attention to my own character, uh, and, um, and and that's that's it really. You know, I don't really I don't really think about, you know, oh if I was directing the scene, I would do it like this. Uh, it never crossed my mind. Good. Uh, again, I've never been in that situation, so I don't know. So it, that's why it's it's interesting for me in terms of curiosity of how that works. Um, I mean, yeah, I, mean, I think everybody's different. For me, it's gotten to the point where it's very easy for me to turn off and on switch. You know, like I can turn good. off my my director switch uh, and my acting switch. You know, like I mentioned, you know, I've done a, a couple times where I had to I had to act and direct in the same films for for financial reason. Uh, and um, it's very tough. And you and you and I've I've learned to to do that. You know, when I'm when I'm Okay, it's time for me to act now, and then you turn off that's the director switch. But it's very hard. It's very hard to. It's easier to turn off the acting switch when I'm directing, right? Because anybody who directs will tell you the same thing. You know, the amount of concentration and work uh, that comes with directing is a hundred times more than acting. So, so it's very easy when you're directing overwhelmed with everything to just completely forget about acting obligations until you know the ad say oh by the way you know you're up next you know also you go you're going to be on screen as well but but you so you have to learn you know i've learned to, to sort of turn off and on but i do find turning off the director switch is harder because right? I've, I've been in situations where i'm acting i'm doing my close-ups and uh and while i'm acting i'm thinking i just saw something from the actor acting opposite me off camera, where I want to turn around on this person, I need to make these adjustments, right? So, so you're doing that while you're acting, which is not the way to to to, to do it. <laughs> um, but unfortunately, yeah. that's the nature of the beast. Uh, it's it's true. I I, I understand that. I, I haven't done it, but being the analytical you know writer that I am, it's it's difficult to get out of the head and make sure that you're doing it instead of worrying about, you know, where is the shot? Is this the proper shot that I should be doing it? No, we need to change this. You can't, you have to be in that space, otherwise it doesn't work. Or you're at least not 100% in terms of acting. 
Uh, I also, just in case that uh, you know people are thinking that uh, when you said for financial reasons when you had to act and direct, uh, I know you don't mean that because it was for you financial. It's just in filmmaking, in order for you to do a project, in order for the producers to approve it, they may have asked you to do both of those things. So. Oh yeah, I mean, what I meant in this, in my particular case, in Vietnam, and you know, and, uh, when, this, when these things happened, was basically, you know, the very first time I, I made my directorial debut, and, and there was a film, in, a Vietnamese film called Once Upon a Time in Vietnam. My homage to the spaghetti western genre. Mm-hmm. Um, at that time, the budget was quite, it's it very high for Vietnam, and in order to raise that money as a producer, which I was as well, um, the investors wanted me to also star in it, right? There's some, there's some benefits for them if I star in it in Vietnam, and because of my of, of my profile there, and, and for whatever that's worth, but it's a trade-off. It's like, okay, so, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get somebody to let me direct for the first time. Not only that, on a film, it's, it's a really high budget. It's a big risk for everybody. So in order to get this made, I just got to bite the bullet and and and, uh, and do whatever it takes, right? So what, that's what I mean by financial reason. There's this reason why, you know, the only way they will finance this is if I act in it as well. And, and um, you actually don't get paid extra. <laughs> but uh, I didn't because, again, uh, not that that's the rule, but you're kind of like, you know, this is the other problem too. It's like, if you're involved in that many, if you're wearing that many hats, um, at least I do, and you go, it's something you shouldn't be doing, but, you, but you're going, well, you know, if I, if I take a, an acting salary on this, that's less money going on the screen, right? And because I'm not, if I wasn't directing, I probably wouldn't care. Not, not that I don't care. That's not what I mean. But because I'm directing the first time and I'm producing, I want, I want to deliver a good product as much as I can on a, on a limited budget. And so you go, well, you know, um, if I take, take this, this, the acting salary could actually buy me an extra day of shooting or whatever. You know what I mean? So, so yeah. these things kind of come into play. And then, and then next thing you know, you end up doing it. And then, and then, you know, halfway through it you wish you wish you haven't done it because you're like staggering home every night uh, uh because it's it just so so demanding you know yeah uh directing from what i heard directing is uh, the most difficult thing that you can do it's just uh you never have uh, enough time it's uh, draining and uh it's it's a very very difficult thing to do yeah you know now, don't get me wrong. I mean, it's the most exhilarating thing for me. I love directing. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't trade it for for anything. I mean, just, you know, we're just talking, we're about, just talking about logistical challenges and stuff. It's, for me, that's my biggest passion. Is just is doing that, and I get I get so much pleasure from it. Um, like I said, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Um, it's it's been something that I want to do ever since I was I was a young man, you know. And acting was never my thing, and so to be able to do it, um, you know, it just it just kind of surreal, you know. I mean, sometimes even now, sometimes when I'm whenever I'm on the set, it just uh, I just have so much joy being there, and and sometimes you just kind of look around and you and you know, I remember there was a moment in. On, uh, on on Warrior, on episode six, you know, I'm usually like one of the first people to come in the morning. I, I like to get there really early and just kind of have the space to 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 myself and mm-hmm. you know, as as a director trying to prepare. But but you know, then then you get that kid inside you, you know, just looking looking around at the set, you know, the, the tournament set, you know, the the, the uh, uh, Rooker's um, headquarter and 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 all the wonderful work that, that goes into building this set. And you get various craftsmen running around prepping it for the day. And and then, and then you know, next thing you know, you got hundreds of extra coming in on some of the big days. And yeah. this this particular day, you know, that was just this really long, 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 the longest dolly track that ever, you know, I've ever laid down for a shot. And and you look at these things and you just can't help but go, wow, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm actually like, I'm actually doing this, you know, directing this, and uh, 
and it and it outweighs you know any any anything out there you know, for me. So. Mm. That's fantastic. I'm I'm very happy that you have a chance to experience that. Not a lot of people do these childhood dreams uh, uh, to to then get in a position where you see that become reality is is a really really important part. So I'm glad you have. Um, I want to get uh, to uh, to the Bruce Lee connection, and I've mentioned the first time that I saw you in Rapid Fire. So uh, and you did you know uh, the the Levi's uh, commercial uh, that was I think even before yeah, that yes. right yeah so the, no, um, no, the Levi's commercial was after Rapid Fire it was okay it's after Rapid Fire it's after what? Rapid Fire what was it like working with Brandon um, I just a tidbit of the personal thing obviously I'm a huge fan of uh, of, uh, of Bruce Lee. Um, I started martial arts because of him, uh, yada, yada, yada. Uh, and then when Brendan came, uh, came on the scene, I started following him. I was crying. I, I was uh, in, in a very, very sad state for, uh, for probably a week after, after he died. So uh, Brendan's passing was, it was a big, big shock to me. Um, he was really talented and a wonderful actor and a great martial artist. What was it like for you to, I know you're a Bruce Lee fan as well, what was it like to work with his son? Well, I mean, that's, a, you know, you said it right there, you're working with Bruce Lee's son, but obviously Brandon is so aware of, of that shadow, you know, for better or for worse that he, he goes out of his way to shake that shadow. You're not in shame or anything like that, but what I mean is like when, when I, obviously I, I can only speak personally when I met him for the first time, you know, he, he was just a, a guy, you know, even though you know he's Bruce Lee's son and all the build up and, and all of that. Um, and, you know, we have a lot of scenes together in the film. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, you know, gradually, you know, you hang out, you get to know, I got to really know him. And, you know, we have some mutual friends already in the martial arts training circle because that's, I've also trained uh, at the, the uh, Guru and uh, Dan Ano Santos Academy. Mm -hmm. and, and quite a few of us kind of come from that uh, yeah. training facility. And, and, and uh, so we have various mutual friends. And so when we met up, we had that in common and then we got to know each other. And him and I at the time sort of had, um, uh, uh, a similar, you know, need for speed. You know, I, I remember he uh, had bought a um, uh, Honda um, Acura. I think it's called Acura. It's, when it first came out, NSX or something, you know, a real fast sports car, Honda. And uh, and at the time, I had um, I also had a very fast sports car, and we would actually used to, you know, go racing. On Mulholland Drive, uh, not a responsible cool. thing to do. But, uh, um, <laughs> so we had that sort of in common in the martial arts. But but you you get to know you get to know Brandon, you know, as a person, and and, and uh, not that he you know that he would spill out all of his you know inner demons or whatever to me. But but to answer your question, working with him, you know. He, I think he knew that that film was was a really important film for him. You know, he has done a few films before that, but this is the first time he actually you know, is, is carrying the film, if you will. And mm -hmm. it's a it's a studio film, and, uh, and and he and he knew the importance of it. He put a lot of work into it, and um, so it goes without saying that, he, that he's more than professional on, on the set, but. Him and I used to just sort of hang out in his trailer and talk about various things and and uh, talk about acting, uh, mm -hmm. things like that. And like I said, you know, without the brand of being Bruce Lee's son, you know, he just he's just a regular guy in a sense where and and, and a terrific uh, um, actor in a sense. You can tell that he has a has a desire to. To, to be a, a great actor and he has a desire to do good work. Um, so it's, you know, it was quite, quite heartbreaking 
that um, yeah that that it, it never came to fruition, you know. Yeah, very very sad. Um, my uh, my own martial arts uh, again. The, my my uh, teacher is from that same uh, family. He trained with uh, Don. Their school is certified uh, by Dana Santo. It's uh, it's JKD. It's uh, Kali. It's Muay Thai. It's a combination of a group of, uh, of things. Ron Baliki, all of that stuff. So that's uh, that's kind of the schools that you know my son and I go to right now in uh, in Chicago, uh, oh, Chicago okay. area. So. Okay. okay. Well, good. Um, good. Is your son enjoying was, it? He is. Uh, I have I have an 11 year old, 11 and a half year old uh, son, and uh, he did a couple of years of uh, taekwondo uh, a number of years back. You know, got some belts, but no offense to taekwondo. Scott Atkins, if by any chance you're you're watching this, my apologies. I, I love taekwondo and how it looks, but it wasn't as practical uh, in the kind of the way that my son was taught. Uh, including some basic things, right? They want you to break uh, to break uh, boards, but they don't teach you how to actually properly put your fist together. I was always worried about him actually hurting himself because they didn't teach him how to uh, hit before asking him to hit. Anyway, so I got him out of that school, and uh, I did research on uh, a lot of the other schools in the area, and the NSA, uh, North Shore uh, Academy of Martial Arts. Uh, is not far from us, uh, and they have the proper foundation. So I brought him there on a testing, and the first thing they do, here's how you put the hands together. You know, here's how you throw uh, a straight. Here's how you throw a hook. And I looked at the way that they're teaching, and it's the proper curriculum. Like, yep, we're signing up, <laughs> and uh, he's been uh, he's been good so far. We'll see how it goes, but I like it. Uh, you know, I have my I have my Kali sticks uh, right there. Uh, I'm gonna bring them out just because I mentioned it. There you go. So here are my Kali sticks, um, and uh, it's uh, it's awesome. I really really enjoy it, and the fact that it's uh, JKD and it's the right uh, base, and uh, Bruce Lee is hanging on our wall uh, in terms of our lineage. It's um, you know it's here. Um, sorry, that's enough about enough about me. But we went to Brennan, and now in Warrior, get a chance to uh, to work with Shannon. So uh, you know, being connected to to the family is uh, is a really special thing. Yeah, I mean, it just it just you know, I I keep yeah somehow sort of end up you know being some kind of relation to. The Bruce Lee legacy, you know. Now, now it's Shannon and it's still like Warrior. And even before that, I I, I did a film that uh, Justin Lin directed called Finishing the Game, which is, yeah. you know, Justin's sort of satirical take on what happens after Bruce Lee died and all of these actors were, you know, they were looking to replace Bruce Lee and yeah, um, yeah. So so these connections with with uh, Bruce Lee through the years have been been quite um, interesting. Yeah, it is. It is interesting. And then uh, your own martial arts uh, background. I know we just mentioned kind of the uh, Guru Dan, uh, but how did you start? Uh, I know I, I, too, I too started with Taekwondo uh, mm -hmm. when I was living in Los Missouri. You know, this is this is uh, way back. You know, in you're talking 19 in the 70s, in the, in the mid to late 70s. Yep. We we got we came to America in 1975 from from Vietnam, but so I live in I live in St. Louis, Missouri, and uh, and um, I discovered, you know, my love for the martial arts when I used to sort of would bicycle back and forth from school every day, and and finally just kind of peeking in the studio, uh, and they were teaching Taekwondo. You know, this is 1977, yeah, something like that, and uh, and finally got enough. Uh, nerve to, to talk to the instructor, Mr. Smothers, Jim Smothers, who went on to become invaluable mentor to me and, 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 and sort of a surrogate big brother, if you will, you know, because my parents, my parents were, you know, typical immigrant parents are working all the time. And, and uh, mm -hmm. I didn't really have a, 
I didn't really have a social life in school because I was still sort of struggling to fit in and uh, I wasn't doing any sports in school. So for the first time I found his family that, that, and I found that I was really good at the martial arts, you know, unbeknownst to me. And uh, so, you know, I started studying Taekwondo and, and it, it gave me a lot of foundation. And, and then I also met during that time, I met some, some amazing teachers who, who got me into to, to boxing, you know, the, at the time in St. Louis, Missouri, with the Spinks brothers, and this Michael Spinks. Yeah. Had just beaten Muhammad Ali, you know, and so I would I would meet, I got a chance to meet through my teachers, you know, to Le, met Leon Spinks and went to, to the boxing gym and actually learned, you know, to box. And then that just sort of manifests manifested itself between between boxing and, and the taekwondo kicking into kickboxing which is more of an american form of kickboxing in the 70s that were just yep. starting to happen you know they called the pka you know i think professional mm -hmm. kickboxing association you got legends like you know sensei uh, uh benny akitas and mike wallace and ernest hart jr the, the welterweight champion who actually became again one of my mentors and teachers so but I started again. I, you know, my very first thing was was, was Taekwondo, Taekwondo, and it gave me a lot of. It's a foundation for for my my life to come, and uh, and and again, it's the teachers. You know, it's. Yeah. I mean, the styles. Yes, there are different styles, and some fits you more than others. But in the end of the day, for me, it was it was the teachers. You know, Mr. Jimmy Smothers and, and Mr. Ernest Hart Jr. and all of these people I met took me under the wing, and and really shaped me into who, who I am. You know, and it wasn't so much of is taekwondo or boxing or whatever. And and in the end, I, I truly believe you know all the other. And eventually, when I moved out to California, one of my dream, a dream, but not one, the only dream I had, martial arts wise. Uh, I had two dreams when I came out of California. One is to become a, to learn about how to make films. Two is to study uh, with Guru Dan Santo. And 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 I got lucky again, and through some people I met, and I ended up studying with with Guru. And um, yeah. but these these it's the teachers that really impart on you um, the mental aspect. I believe, and and uh, and, uh, and the spiritual aspect of uh, what you're studying. You know, I think mm -hmm. that's more important than actually the physical. Um, not to sound, not to sound, you know, esoterical. Mm -hmm. like that. You can only go so far with physicality uh, yeah. to some degree. Mm -hmm. Anyway, it's that, that's a, I, don't, I don't mean to ramble, but no, no, it's uh, it's great. I, I agree with you. It's it's here. You know, martial arts is is inner, and then outer is the you know expression of it, and it's the balance between the two. That's where it uh, comes in. Um, it's it's great, and you've. Um, uh, I want to get to uh, to you going back to Vietnam in a second, but uh, I saw you recently. I was going. Uh, Scott Atkins has a wonderful series. If uh, you guys are not watching it, you should um, uh, on his YouTube channel where he speaks to. Uh, to a lot of the you know martial arts actors that uh, we grew up uh, watching and admiring so um and i was watching him and then i went through a bunch of his films that i had not seen yet which i thought i saw all of them apparently i didn't so i caught up i saw you in one of those um it, it was um the martial <laughs> arts wise martial arts wise it was not a great film uh but acting wise I mean, let's, I, let's, let's be frank. it's not it's 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 not a good film at all don't don't even say great uh but again no insult to the filmmaker or anybody you know it just it, it's one of those things that that movie just didn't come together but it's it's a movie that i get to meet scott and, and he's and yeah what a gentleman and i thank you i i didn't want to say that it's a it's a bad movie but it was Terrible. it was yeah uh it was it was bad it was basically oh Let's get uh, Dustin, let's get Scott, let's get Gary Daniels, let's get a few other people, and we can make a movie. But they didn't really actually use uh, a lot of those people in the ways that it's supposed to be. Uh, oh, and uh, 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 Kane Kasugi is in there as well, uh, who's awesome, yeah. I like Kane. Uh, but 
what I was most impressed with, actually, from that movie, and the reason why I continued watching the film after I realized that it was no good, is uh, <laughs> is your acting. And I'm I'm not trying to kiss ass, but in that movie, that's what I enjoyed. I'm like, oh, I I didn't because again, it was it was uh, I I watched it. Uh, no, I watched it after Warrior. And uh, in Warrior, you were really good, but they gave you a chance to actually act, and they spent a lot of time with you just from the acting, not a martial arts perspective, but just from the acting. And I'm like, wow, that's that's really good job. And that was the the only part of the film, other than seeing you know Gary Daniels and seeing uh, Kane and seeing Scott, that was enjoyable. But that was a really good part. So at least they gave you a chance to act. And I thought. I, I didn't think of him purely on a dramatic uh, actor side, but now I wanted to see more of the work that you have done just from the pure acting perspective. You know, Alan, it's, it's uh, because you, you brought it up, uh, and this is not, uh, uh, what you call it, um, false humility or anything, but, you know, I'm not anywhere in the same league as, uh, as, uh, as, uh, Kane Kashugi and Scott Atkins and Gary Daniels. I mean, these these are the real martial artist performers. You know, the real the real deal. And 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 you know, I love martial arts. And you know, I've been in the ring and I handle myself pretty pretty decent. But what I'm saying is, you know, I never uh, since the day I started acting, I never been an action martial art guy at all. I mean, it actually took a while for people to even let me do martial arts. And and it was okay because I started out as an actor and and I and 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 that's what I want. I want to be the best actor, dramatic actor I could possibly be. And and if I also get to do once in a while martial arts, uh, uh, because it is my second life, um, it's great. But you know, in a case like this, if you take a movie that we're talking about, um, you know, I'm, I'm with these guys who who are. The top of their game you know and that's that's what they do and and um and and i also have to back up a little bit you know the director is actually a good friend of mine and he wrote the script for me and and i'm all about i read the script i saw the acting thing you know i mean it's yep. it's i didn't see an action film and and nobody sets out to it. nobody ever set out i don't think so anyway uh, hey guys let's get together and make a bad movie sometimes things just don't work out <laughs> But yeah. but for me, you know, my my part in it, and and it does me, you know, some good um, to hear that because <laughs> my part in it, I felt like I could contribute the drama side of the of the script that was given to me at the time, and yeah. the rest is, is depends on how the director wants to go and all that. But what I'm saying is, if you look at my resume, I would say in the United States, while I was in Vietnam, I would say only thirty percent of my my films has been martial arts action. Um, the rest is, is, you know, is dramatic stuff. You know, I've done dramatic films like Little Fish, you know, which is a terrific film and so on and so on. But my point is, for some reason, I um, occasionally people sort of think of me, and especially Warrior now, because it's, it, you know, it's it just, I guess it's such a strong impression. Uh, that I'm I'm sort of the martial arts um, action guy, but I would never I would never put myself in that category. You know, you got like I said, you got these wonderful guys. You know, Michael J. White, Mark DeCoscos. I mean, just wonderful, wonderful, gifted um, martial artists and, and actors. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, I would love to to work with with these guys anytime, any day. Just the dedication that they put into it. But I didn't get the chance to really mingle with with Kane Kashugi so much, but with Scott, you know, I got a chance to get to, get to know him, and what a what a wonderful guy. That's awesome. Um, <clears throat> I big admirer of his, Scott. If you're watching, come on down. I've invited you at least five times already, so we can get to the show, man. Um, he's probably busy doing his own podcast. Huh? I think he he's is, probably busy doing his own podcast. Well, Scott did uh, an incredibly intelligent thing. And uh, by the way, we're going to link Scott's uh, you know YouTube channel below so you can watch it. But um, during the pandemic, uh, Scott wasn't as busy uh, shooting his stuff because he couldn't. 
So he did this. And yeah. he got a lot of the people out. He got Philip uh, Ray on. He got uh, uh, Philip Ray is awesome, by the way. You know, best of the best is, is one of the other reasons why I got started with martial arts. But he talked to Gary Daniels. He talked to uh, uh, Kane. Uh, he talked to uh, Dolph Lundgren. Uh, he talked to Michael J. White. He talked to like all of the people who uh, I you know watch and grew up uh, rooting for. So he did a fantastic job. But now he's busy. So I haven't seen kind of any any episodes that he's been doing because he's shooting, which is what he's supposed to be doing. It worked. Uh, so Scott's great. Uh, and if if Scott, the reason why you didn't come out to my show is because you're busy. I no problem, but fit me in half an hour anywhere, uh, any time of the day. You're on, buddy. Anyway, so um, getting back to kind of the the true martial artists uh, as we wrap this up, uh, Warrior has uh, incredible people kind of behind the scenes and the stunt team who are real, real martial artists, and then it has people who are in front of the camera who are excellent at martial arts. You know, Joe uh, obviously is is a, is a champion in in judo. Uh, but in terms of in a real fight, in, in a hypothetical scenario where, where people got into a tussle, from the warrior actors, who would you be worried about the most? Worried that, that they would win? That they can, do, they can do damage. Somebody who's, uh, who's a you know, best fighter out of the bunch. In front of the cameras? You think no, just about, in uh, real. Oh. They all yeah. are dangerous. <laughs> but really, I mean, you know, they all are dangerous. I mean, you know, well, I mean, if you if you're gonna talk about, you know, Brett and his team, I mean, come on, you know. I mean, right. you know, we of course we socialize um a lot. And uh and and particularly with the not just active, but sometimes you know, a lot of times we so we hang out with the with the stunt team and Brett and you know, you, when you go somewhere with them, not that we're looking for trouble or anything, but you know, you just feel like, oh man, you know, I'm with them. I got nothing to worry about, you know, around me are just a bunch of guys that are deadly, you know, and yeah. if anything happens, I just get right in the middle and look <laughs> and hide behind all of them. I mean, they all, are, you know, the, the stunt team, you know, Brett's team, are just terrifically great guys and badasses. Joe Taslam, I mean, we, you know, I can't say enough about Joe. I mean, he's, he's, another, he's another exciting martial arts actor, performer, um, uh, name to watch, you know. I, I mean, I don't have to, I, don't, I mean, I don't think he has to prove himself anymore, certainly. You know, people with Joe, Andrew is incredible. You know, I, I don't think Andrew minds if I, if I say this, because I say it with all due respect. What, are, what I'm incredibly, impressed and proud if you will not not that he's my son or anything and i'm not in that way but what i mean by proud is to see this progression of of of, of someone from the first season who really i mean andrew carries the show i mean the poor guy you know he's working every single day it's rare that he's not in any particular scene uh, but where the production go he works every single day you know acting doing lines dialogue if he's not acting he's in second unit doing fights i mean he's the guy that really you know more than earned his money the rest of us work you know two or three days a week or whatever and but he trains so, and then that and then and then of course the training while while we're shooting and, and for andrew you know he trains so much because he, he again he has one of those guys that has the desire and a commitment to 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 do really good work, and I cannot tell you how many actors that I've worked with in my life, where it's like pulling teeth to get them to show up for for rehearsal, uh, for for fight scenes. You know, you would think like, hey man, you know, <laughs> it's like unless you're Bruce Lee, but even Bruce Lee, I, you know, I'm sure he trained before he started film, you know, and yeah, but, you know, I've learned. Like oh man, you know I, I know martial arts and I've trained in this and I've trained in that and or and then, and when you do get them to show up, they, you know they they do it for 10, 15 minutes and they want to go home. But my point is, you got a guy like Andrew, people like Andrew, commits fully and he trains. So you see the progression, you know, yeah. of somebody who's not necessarily a really badass martial artist, 
into the you know second season where where the transformation and the accumulated experience and training and uh and he looked he looks wonderful in second season, even more so than he did in first. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he's he's, he's a real badass. You know. Um, yeah. I mean, you know. I just uh, mm. uh, they all are badasses, and uh, even the ones that don't fight. You know, Hoon Lee. You know, he, he's a badass himself. You know. I know. Hoon Hoon is awesome. I, I'm and the gals. I'm, you know, I don't I, I don't forget the gals too. I mean, Diane and. Diane and 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 Olivia, Olivia. I mean, they, yeah. those two they train too with us. They train every day with us. Yeah, you know. And that's the part you talk about training. I I looked at the videos and kind of you guys training, and me as an actor, me as a martial artist, I'm like, okay, I don't care if I'm you know if I'm doing background. I don't care if I'm a, some Irishman that's going to get killed. I just want to be in that group. I just want to be in that gym training. I don't care if it's in South Africa. Sign me up. I'm going. So that's that was my thing while watching it. But yeah, yeah. I it's, mean, it's really an inspiring uh, environment, you know. And of course, Brett Chan, you know, he, he organized him yeah. and his team organizes this morning training. And uh, and you know, I, I'm actually, if anybody, I'm the one that's probably the, the laziest. You know, not the laziest, but I really got to keep up with all of these young guys, and then you know I got to pace myself too because I'm not you know I'm not a spring chicken anymore. But um, when when you're there for the training, you know it's that energy that that, that just takes over, and you really you know not not that you know you're trying to compete and see who's who's the best and all that, but it just this sort of collective team energy, mm -hmm. if you will, to to achieve, you know, good work, I think at the end of the day, you know, because frankly, there's nothing in our contract that say you gotta train five days a week, you yeah. know. Uh, and even then, like like I mentioned to you, you can't you can't make somebody train, you know. Um, so you see that in, 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 the, in the spirit of, of, the, of the cast and, the, and all the members, uh, even some of the, we have some of these sort of office uh, of people, gals, uh, once in a while will come and train with us too, you know? It's, 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 uh, it's infectious. I, I, I'd be there day in, day out. I wouldn't leave. They'd have to kick me out. That, that would be my, uh, my kind of, uh, my thing. Anyway, uh, and by the way, Perry, uh, when I talked to Perry, uh, you know, who's awesome, uh, he was mentioning, you know, he didn't, uh, you know, get a chance to uh, to do a ton of fighting, but uh, he was coming to the scenes, you know, whether he's working or not, he's going to the That's other right. sets, yeah. watching. He's there every day, you know, and, and uh, like I said, it just, I think it's the, it's the, it's the family, you know, atmosphere um, that, that, that motivates everybody. Very cool. Um, Listen, Dustin, I, I have about 50 more questions to ask you, and we can talk for another two hours. But I know we're, uh, we're about an hour, and people get mad at me when I do things longer than that. So <laughs> we're going to wrap up for now, but you're very welcome to come on anytime so we can continue this uh, discussion. Yeah, I mean, if you want to, if you'd like to do part two, we'll, you know, we'll figure, we'll figure anytime. that out. Anytime. Anytime, let's uh, let's uh, let's schedule it, and uh, we'll get it up uh, for you guys. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. Best of luck. I'm keeping my fingers crossed, and we're signing every petition we can to get uh, Warrior back on. And, uh, yeah, thank you for that. By the way, I mean it's just, uh, I mean you know everybody knows the story. Uh, that's why I, I truly miss, you know, I truly miss everybody from the Warrior family, and it just it just felt kind of abrupt that you know all of a sudden we yeah. all kind of Look, I mean, I've been doing this long enough, you know, all good things come to an end sooner or later. But, of course, everybody would love to to regroup and, and continue this 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 journey, you know, for, for ourselves and uh, for the fans. Yeah. And uh, it's I have a feeling that it's going to happen. I know nothing. I have no control over things, but I have a feeling that it's going to happen. So hopefully it was just a break uh, while they, you know, they. Everybody goes through a pandemic, and then we'll re, you know regroup and start over again. 
So wow, from your mouth to God's ears. So. And uh, to HBO's ears, HBO, if you're watching, make it happen. Seriously, people, <laughs> this uh, this this show needs to have a lot longer uh, life for many, many, many reasons, which I've highlighted many times on the show. Um, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Facebook group, love you guys. Uh, we'll chat with you soon. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Have a have a have a great uh, weekend. Thank you.